Welcome to Family Business Today, where we feature prominent local and national family business owners, and we also talk to top family business experts to discuss relevant topics, including communications, business culture, family relationships, succession and estate planning, values, as well as conflict resolution. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Joan Burge, founder and CEO of her family business, Office Dynamics International. Hello, Joan. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Family Business Today podcast. Hi there. It's great to be here. Oh. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm excited about this well, opportunity. It's so good. <laughs> you know, I've, I've known you for a number of years, and it's always a joy whenever we have the opportunity to get together. Thank you for being my guest today. So, so Joan, tell us a little bit about your family business, Office Dynamics International. When was it started? What do you do? Uh, give us a little bit uh, of background to who you are. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. So I started Office Dynamics International in 1990, and um, I started the company 20 years after working as an administrative and executive assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and during those those 20 years, I worked in a lot of different organizations. So I was fortunate to get a lot of exposure two different ways of doing business and in working with leaders and supporting top-level executives. Um, but what we, what I didn't have when I was an assistant is I didn't have any robust, serious training for the profession that I was in. And so I saw a gap, and I decided to create a niche in specialized training mm-hmm. for executive and administrative assistants. And it was really difficult because that just was not heard of in those days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got a lot of no's, a lot of no's. <laughs> and I had to be quite persistent and diligent with what I was doing. But So I started Office Dynamics really by myself. I was just basically, I guess, a sole proprietorship at that point. Sure. And um, But my husband was always there by my side. And so Dave, my husband... Um, he was excellent in business. He was very smart when it came to business. He was great on the operational side. He also was creative. Um, I really admired my husband for, for his savviness with business. And he had a very successful career when I had met him and so forth. So it was great because I had this knowledgeable person who was not only my husband, but really a business partner, even though he was not formally a partner, you know, as far as legal papers and such, Mm -hmm. um, although he could sign on the bank accounts and things like that. But I always called him my internal consultant for the business. And he was always there for me to get information from. So, uh, Office Dynamics, basically, it was a very small company, and I kept it small. My daughter, actually, way back, I don't even think you know this, Greg, no, but years ago, my daughter did work for me when we were in Michigan for a while oh, as an okay. assistant. Yeah, she did, And um, but I got to tell you something a little funny. I never really wanted a family business <laughs> <laughs> because my dad had a family business with his brother and everybody who worked there was family, cousins, you know, <laughs> nephews. Um, and so 
that also created, whoa, a lot of tough dynamics. Um, so watching that for so many years, I kind of had an attitude of, I don't want my kids in my business. I don't want family in my <laughs> business. It'll keep life a lot simpler uh, and less stressful. Uh, but anyway, here my daughter was. She did work for me for a while. And then um, basically the business continued to thrive over the years worked very hard. I mean, it's 29 years now, so I won't go into the whole story, sure, but sure. Uh, lots of up and downs, a tremendous amount of ups and downs, either with the economy or illnesses and things like that. So it has been a hard uphill battle, but it definitely has been uphill, and um, we're still here. And so what happened over that time, though, as far as family goes, as I said, Dave was always there. And, you know, I'd come home from work, he'd come home from his office, but we'd always talk about office dynamics, what was going on, what was I thinking. Um, I used to tease Dave because I'd tell him he'd burst my bubble a lot because (laughs) I'm that visionary uh, leader. You know, I love to create and come up with new ideas and let's do this for assistance and let's do that for assistance. And Dave was always, he, he could be very practical and he would, you know, say, well, what about this and what about that? And did you look at it from this view and did you look at it from that view? And I would at first be upset with him. I'd be like, darn, you're always like raining on my parade. <laughs> and then after I thought about it for a few days, I would say, wow, yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that side of it. Not that I didn't um, not do it. There were times I still moved forward with things, but he was just getting me to think about the things that I wasn't thinking about. Right. Because, again, I'm, I'm very much big picture, and I get very excited about my work and what I do. So, And then Dave, like I said, was very, very good on the operational side of things. So, yes, I had a CPA, and I had a bookkeeper and other people, but Dave was still always there for me to go to, you know, and really get that support. So over the years, I heavily relied on him. And then I know we're going to talk about when Dave got sick um, and and all of what that would happen with that. So um, what happened basically is, was it been um, 10, I'm trying to think now, 11 years uh, ago, Dave was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And that was just a tremendous shock. We had no clue. Um, He had maybe some stomach issues, but, you know, he had had stomach issues before. And so we didn't think a whole lot about it until he, you know, was ending up in the emergency room. And it took five months for them to figure out what Dave actually did have. And we went to California for that um, to really have experts take a look, you know, and I'll never forget it. When we were sitting there, he and I in a room together, and they said he had pancreatic cancer, I just, I, I just went into total shock, you know, I Mm -hmm. think we both did. And all of a sudden, it felt like what I describe as a big black hole, I felt like I had just fallen down this huge black hole, and entering a world I knew nothing about. And you hear people having cancer. I've, I've had friends or neighbors who had it, but until it hits in your household and somebody you really love, 
it you just can't even imagine, right? So mm-hmm. um, we started a very long journey, a very difficult journey um, of not only keeping business running and going, but taking care of Dave. So for six months, every other week, we had to go to California for two days for his treatments. Um, he had several surgeries over that time, and it was always in California because that's where we had found some of the, the experts who dealt with pancreatic. And um, most people die within a year of that diagnosis, but Dave hung on for three years. But it was a, a really, really... Uh, difficult three years and and the first um he was about a year and a half where he really struggled with treatments and all of that and then he then he went through a period where he was feeling better so uh and of course during those times i couldn't rely on him as much you know to help me and so trying to juggle the business and keep everything going plus keeping the household going plus 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 and being his caregiver, which I was a very engaged caregiver. Hmm. And um, so there was a period of about, oh, I don't know, maybe seven, six, seven months where he was feeling good. He actually was playing golf, <laughs> and it was great. Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden it, it came back with a vengeance, and he was pretty much bedridden for six months and the really difficult part and I won't go into all of it but I I was a nurse as well and I had to do things that I never in my life thought I would have to do but you know yeah you can have a nurse come to your house but they come for a half hour that's it but he needed shots he needed backs changed he needed I mean, you know, I'd be up at two in the morning. Um, so it was a, those six, last six months were tremendously hard, mm. not to mention the emotional state. Plus, on top of that, really getting the trust in order, which we did have a will, but from way back, and we didn't have a true trust, basically, mm-hmm. and everything mapped out. So, the bad part was when he got really sick and he wasn't so coherent, here I am struggling, like, oh, my gosh, I've got to get this in place. We've got to get everything in place and get the paper signed and get the power. He's got to make me power of attorney. And it was so stressful. And fortunately, uh, I was referred to an excellent, excellent attorney. Um, but you know, that made it even more difficult because while we had a will, we didn't have the trust, we didn't have certain things in order. Mm -hmm. And so that compounded everything. And so uh, it it was just a very difficult time in my life. And then um, Dave had, his wish was to pass away at home. And I wanted to honor that wish. So uh, it was right around the holidays. And I'll never forget it. Christmas Eve was the last time he spoke to me and my grandchildren. And he wanted to, he wanted to make sure he did Christmas Eve because he absolutely loved that with the kids. Mm-hmm. And after Christmas Eve, he wouldn't talk. He refused to take pills. He just, I could tell he was done. He was done. And that was it. And uh, he passed away January 3rd. Um, And so that was, of course, you know, you kind of know, I think, a little bit 
about then my next level step of a very, very difficult journey with the grief. And, and I thought, well, I not only lost a husband and my best friend and my partner of 34 years, but this man was so important to my business. I lost my business partner. Mm-hmm. So it was extremely difficult for me. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing sharing that, Joan. Yes, it, you know, I've I've uh, I've still uh, have my uh, spouse Jennifer, and um, who's been my lifelong partner in business and high school sweetheart, and so I, I can't I can't imagine. But I do know, in talking to a lot of our family business clients who have lost a spouse, it's one of the greatest sources of grief that they have to deal with. Uh, and uh, it's really more than just about the business. It really sometimes it's just, am I able to function in the world, or uh, who do I depend on now to go through life's mm-hmm. uh, traumas now that uh, the person is. So what were your thoughts about continuing uh, the business after Dave's death? Um, so I well, I knew I wanted to actually continue, so it it was my salvation, to be honest. Um, the fact that I knew I had people who relied on me. So I took about a month off just to get affairs mm-hmm. in order and all of that and to, to spend my time grieving and such. Um, but it it really truly was a salvation for me and still is today. You know, I being a widow for all these years, I don't have another my, man in my life. Um, and um, so... It it was yes. I I'm so grateful that I have this business. I mm-hmm. have people who need me. I have people who rely on me, and that's what got me up every day. Um, yeah. Because that grieving process takes a long, long time, yeah. and the fact that I knew I had to show up, and I'm the owner, and I have employees relying on me. I have clients relying on me. I have all these assistants who mm-hmm. want my help. So the fact that I was needed was a blessing, and it I believe it, it just helped me get through that first year that was so difficult to know I had a purpose every day. Um, and, and also my thought was that my life still has to go on. I, I don't know, you know, God has a different plan for all of us, and mm-hmm. Dave died at 60. And I thought, but you know, there's a reason I'm still here. I'm still here. There's a reason I'm here. There's God's got more work for me to do. And it's just not my time yet. And I need to do that work. And I need to... I found myself after going through all the grieving that I ended up putting more passion and joy and love into my work Mm -hmm. because of being so grateful that you know, today is a gift, and so who am I gifting today? And who, so it, it became so much bigger than just, yeah, doing work I love, which I love my work, but now it's so much even bigger. And, and also, as you know, and we could talk about it, I went through my own after Dave died. I had mm-hmm. brain surgery in 2014, I had open heart mm-hmm. surgery in 2015. It's by God's grace I made it through those because mm-hmm. I should have died in, with the brain surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm more, <laughs> more than ever, I'm pouring my soul into every day. Oh. 
Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I think the takeaway, one of the takeaways there, and there's so many good points, Joan, thank you, but it's, <laughs> uh, is uh, take some time off after you're, uh, uh, you've dealt with a, a loss like this. And, and the other one is don't, don't make any major decisions uh, that mm-hmm. uh, might be a part of that. And uh, uh, you've already mentioned a few things about contingency planning. I, I, I know it's a critical point that that uh, family businesses should do, but it's really often neglected aspect of protecting a business uh, because, I mean, there's tax implications, mm-hmm. there's uh, – uh, making sure that we have our our wills and estate planning in order. I was uh, talking to a uh, family business uh, a couple years ago where the founder, although he didn't own a large portion of the business, but he and he was 93 and his wife was 94, and neither one mm-hmm. of their wills were up to date uh, and uh, could have caused some some some. Uh, inconvenience, trouble for their family business, but then also uh, for for them as well. And so keeping those wheels up to date is such an important part of of really protecting not only your own assets, but also protecting your business. So thank you for sharing that. And also you get in this. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and at that time when I went to that attorney, you know, our will was more on the personal side. I didn't have the business in there. And so when we Mm -hmm. did the trust, you know, we crafted that, you know, um, in terms of, yes, what happens to the business. And my son Mm -hmm. did come into the company uh, seven years ago. So I do have it specified, uh, you know, who I want to take over the company, what percentage of the business my son gets. And then I have a daughter who's not involved in the business anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's it's absolutely, and I would even say over eight years, I've gone back probably three or four times and have changed things in my will. And it's funny, the something the attorney said to me that was interesting, because I thought once you write your will, you write your will. And she's like, no, it's fluid. It's fluid, you know, yes. You, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that things could change. Relationships could change. You know, whatever. She said, so don't see it as, oh, this is cement. It's stone. It is fluid because life changes over time. Mm-hmm. So I, sure. I thought that was really a good statement for me because I did not really understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been talking about these things about uh, somebody else, but it's also important to have this contingency planning in place in case something happens to you uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and part of that. So you've, you've mentioned that leadership succession is important, and after your son joined the business, you have worked on, on some things there. It's important to really to have updated wills and estate planning in place, not just for you personally, but how does it affect your business? Um, uh, some types of buy-sell agreements or whatever. And then uh, disability plans. It's not always death. Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. a major disability oh, right. that, that doesn't allow you to be able to mm-hmm. function your business. And so uh, Who's going to run your business? It may, and it may not even be a family member. It may be a key employee or someone else like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and both Dave and I, we did have long term care mm-hmm. that we had purchased years ago, um, which was good because it's gotten very costly uh, mm-hmm. now. But um, it, it's something you know that we did way back, and I know that came into play when when Dave got very sick. I still have my long-term care, 
even though the prices have gone up. But I, when I look at what it costs to hire a nurse to come in on a regular basis if you need it, mm-hmm. um, it's quite it's reasonable actually yeah. when I comp- yeah. you know comparatively yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. and seeing my my dad uh, age really quick my dad was an entrepreneur and as I said he had a family business a tr- real big family business home remodeling he lived to 93 he just passed away last year but he worked in his business till 91 <laughs> and he loved it he loved what yeah. he did and um but even just going into the office, but uh, where was I going with that? I forgot. But he had the um, he worked till ninety one, and he but he slowed down. So just uh, having things in order, I think, is important. Um, I wanted to think about what else in terms of that contingency plan. So the other part is within your office who could help run your business if something happens to you Mm -hmm. so yes we had all that ordeal with dave but little did we know too then in 2014 like i was saying um immediately i I woke up on the fourth of july with excruciating head pain and before you know it i'm in the hospital and that night i find out that i have a large massive tumor skull-based tumor. So um, total shock. Here I go again back into this black hole, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I also wasn't capable of, of hardly anything. I was very sick, mm-hmm. and we also didn't know at that time that I had bacterial meningitis with it. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very sickly to where I couldn't really communicate much with people. And um, I had good support. My my younger sister from California came over. She was an uh, excellent caregiver and very good because she had been through it with me and Dave before. Um, I had my son here, but he didn't. He was panicked. He didn't know what to do. But as far as my business, I had uh, her name was Jasmine Freeman, who mm-hmm. was my right hand person, my executive assistant, but. I, she had been with me for many years, and I had groomed her over those years to learn how to run the business. Mm-hmm. And the goal was to someday have her maybe be president of Office mm-hmm. Dynamics. Mm-hmm. And she was smart, and, and so she learned, and thank goodness, because when I went in for that brain surgery, I wasn't capable, and I didn't even come out or be back in, uh, for at least a month, but I was incapable for four months. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I speak, so that's how I make my living, you know, yeah. the speaking and yeah. the writing and, and all of it. I'm the visionary. It's me <laughs> who does all of yeah. this. Yeah. But fortunately, prior to all of that, I did have a plan and I had um, enlisted other people who could teach my programs. So I had other people in place. They didn't work for me full time, but they were available and that they knew my programs. I had taught them my programs. They had been teaching my programs. Um, so when that time came, instead of having to cancel all the group, all the work we had contracted, mm-hmm. right, which we would have taken a huge hit, mm-hmm. um, 
Jasmine was able to call the other trainers and get them in place. And so, yes, some clients wanted to wait till I was better, but there were many who were like, yes, we're, you know, that would be fine. Send in someone else. That's no problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I, and that was a strategy I had had way back. Mm-hmm. Of I always thought if I can't do something, if something goes wrong because things are relying on me, that's not going to be good. So I had been grooming people, um, like I said, who could jump in, and thank goodness I did because mm-hmm. that that was an immediate. That wasn't like I was gradually getting sick. I woke up one day, and that was it. And I'm rushed off to California and having these... 10 hour surgeries and you know all kinds of things that I couldn't come back for a month mm-hmm. so that was a big deal well, thank you for sharing that I appreciate that so um, you know one of the things we want to do we want to offer some advice uh, to our listeners yes. uh, so uh, what what's uh, one or two things uh, that you would advise us one of our listeners on on um, just having a contingency plan in place prior to the disability or death of themselves or a spouse or other family member in the family business? Mm-hmm. It's critically important, and my advice is make the time to do it. Um, we're all very busy, you know, as, as entrepreneurs and owners, and we always say, well, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But don't don't say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be, uh, you know, a priority you need to say, look, within the next month or set a time period within the next month, I am going to take an entire day to sit and really think about this. And it it will take more than a day. But, you know, the idea is at least take a day to think about how do you want things to play out and and do those what-if scenarios. What if this were to happen? What if that were to happen? What if I lost this person? Well, who would, what would I do? What's my plan B? You know, who would we bring in? What would we refill that position? I mean, just you need to have those things um, in place and ready. And then along with that, definitely to get the advice and, and hopefully you have a good CPA, very important. Hopefully you have a great attorney. And I also, at that time, I had a Schwab as our financial um, who we use. And so I had those three key people who then helped, you know, and I would have that dialogue because they they know things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I might say, here's what I'd like, but then they would tell me the ramifications of all of that. So having those three key people are critically important, of course, um, and any other advisors um, that might be necessary. So, you know, just make that time. Get things in place. It will take a while. You, you massage it. You go back and forth. But it, at least when it's done, you could really go to sleep at night. You right. could say, you know, tomorrow, if I were gone tomorrow, everything would be okay. I mean, yes, everybody would miss me and love me and there would be grief, but I wouldn't be putting that pressure on on everybody because mm-hmm. you have to think about what's the emotional toll you're putting on other people because you aren't planning. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to your, your children and your employees who for them it's a big emotional toll plus dealing with maybe being worried about you, whether, you know, if you're sick or something happens. 
So uh, I highly advise that. Um, make a commitment. I, I just think it's something people don't take seriously enough till you something then comes up that you totally did not expect, and you just really don't want that to happen. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And the other thing, too, is is making sure that we uh, uh, communicate our desires, our plans in writing uh, to mm-hmm. to our family members who are in the business and who are not in the business, and also to those key employees who may be ended up taking over that responsibility uh, in case of your disability or, or death. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Great advice to have. So... Um, so your son, you said, is involved in the business today. Uh, tell us how that yeah. happened and what, <laughs> what role is he playing in the family business? Oh, he, you know, it, it was such a tremendous, it's such a great story because Brian came to me in the most unusual way. His name's Brian, and Brian was the my wild child. Brian. <laughs> So Brian is is the one who you know uh, loved to just loads of curiosity, whether it was good or bad. So growing up, believe me, he kept me on my toes, but he kept me on my my toes as well between twenty and thirty years old. And uh, he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life, and he was out here in Vegas, and he he worked in the clubs basically is what he did. Mm-hmm. He knew what he didn't want to do, and so. Here you have Dave, who's very career-minded, trying to guide him. And Brian's like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. Anyway, so um, Brian just didn't know what he wanted, but he knew he didn't want certain things. And so uh, the year after Dave died, Brian basically hit rock bottom. And and I had a feeling that's what was going to have to happen because I couldn't save him as a mother. I just couldn't do anything more. And so in my head, I thought, you know, he's probably going to be that one kid who's going to have to hit rock bottom. And I don't want to see that as a mother, but it's going to have to happen maybe to turn him around. And that's exactly what happened. Um, He hit rock bottom and I was there to help him. You know, my husband wasn't here, but he did ask for help. So it started with him asking for help. We got him the help he needed. And then he didn't know what he wanted to do. And I said, well, I always knew Brian had a creative streak in him. I saw it all his life. I just didn't know how it would play out. So he didn't want to go back in the clubs, which was great. Not a good environment for him. And I said, well, I used creative people for my websites and such, but they were external. So I said, well, why don't you come in? We'll give it a 30-day trial, and we'll see if it works. And don't think you're going to stay here just because I'm your mother, because (laughs) I built this business, and you're going to be treated like every other employee. So don't think you're getting special treatment here. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You're out on your own. And, you know, I set that up very clearly with him from the beginning. And I said, or if you don't like it, you know, then you're free to to go look for something else. I said, but I think, you know, I need that creativity. I need someone who, because we're always doing things with the website, logos and handouts and all types of things. Brian's also very good at photography. Well, we needed, we take a lot of photos of our classes and different things Mm -hmm. to post. 
So he came in, basically didn't even know how to use the telephones or a copy machine. He had no experience, Mm -hmm. but he was curious as all get out. Um, And so here we are seven years later. He has grown tremendously personally and professionally. He's a huge asset to our business. He's creative director. He manages all the marketing, um, all the our database management. He manages the entire website, the creative design. He's awesome with logo design. But what's really interesting, Greg, is he has his father's brain when it comes to business. Mm. And he thought, they never thought that they were had much in common, the two of them. And I've watched it play out where it's like having almost Dave sitting in the office next to me in a, a way, in a good way, because Brian is, is like Dave with the business. He's, let's do this. We need to do that. Let's upsell that. What if we do this? How can we do that? And that, that was so Dave. And then Brian's also very practical. And I'm watching this happen, you know, the first few years, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are more like your father than you know. <laughs> and he has little habits like Dave. It's crazy. Oh, like, Dave always had to have lunch every day, 12 o'clock time for lunch. <laughs> I'll eat any time. I don't care. 2 o'clock lunch. Brian's the same way. So I feel like there is a little bit of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> still great. here with me as that's well awesome. as the blessing of having my son here every day and and we do have plans for him you know that in years to come you know i i don't have the word retirement in my vocabulary <laughs> i love what i do so as, as god as long as god keeps me i'm healthy and i'm able i'm gonna do it but i know the day will come when i'll probably slow down and not want to travel as much or yeah, maybe want to yeah. take more breaks but yeah. building brian where he could run the business he wouldn't do the training but that's why we have trainers in place and so again we have this this plan in place because I don't want to see my work, my business die just because I'm not here anymore. I work so hard to build mm-hmm. all of this and I want that to carry on. And I have told him if he, if he doesn't actually want to do it on a day to day basis, but still oversee it because he loves his woodworking and he, he's fantastic. He builds furniture and artwork and all kinds of things. So He's got the entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, it's important that we uh, build a legacy uh, for our family and for our business. And so it, I, I look forward to seeing where it goes. Well, one of the things when we talked uh, uh, a few years ago uh, about you know dealing with uh, with grief and everything else, and one of the things you uh, talked about was uh, – was about writing a book as a way to deal with grief. Uh, you've written mm-hmm. several books, but uh, one of the books you wrote is Give Yourself Permission to Live a Big Life. Tell us uh, briefly about that. Um, thank you. So I wrote that book the year after Dave died. Um, and going through that process with Dave just made me realize and think about how there's so much more to life and we just get busy and caught up. And so really the book is especially geared for women of all walks of life, but I will tell you men have read it and they've been inspired by what's in the book as Mm -hmm. well. 
And it's really about, you know, when I say live a big life, it's about the quality of your life, not the quantity, not the number of years we live, but what are we doing with our lives, the breadth and depth of our lives. And I particularly talk about the five pillars, career, family, financial, spiritual, and wellness. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, the idea is giving equal attention to those pillars over a year. I don't believe in the word balance. My pillars are never in balance. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes my career needs more attention. Other times my wellness does. But the idea is over a year's time, have I purposely stopped and given attention to all these aspects of my life? Um, and uh, it's a book of hope, definitely. I share some of my my stories in there. Um, so wanting to give hope to people, to encourage them, to inspire them, um, to keep moving forward, to have those dreams. Um, and uh, it's also about risk-taking, you know, taking those risks, being willing to take those risks. You know, if you're going to live your big life, you can't live in your comfort zone. Um, and I, I feel some of our greatest growth comes out of that. And, and I have to tell you, I had read something several years ago when I was going through my difficult time. Um, and it might have been, I think, Joel Osteen. And he, uh, he said something about, you know, sometimes those moments are our character building moments. Um, and wanting to build our, God's wanting to build our character sometimes, not necessarily just see, take away the problem for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And those words really stuck with me, because when I, I look back over these really difficult times, while I certainly didn't like them, but I, I do know they, I built, I did build my character through those times. And so that that's, I kind of poured that into big life. I was ready to to take that um, journey I had been on through the grief and all of that and put it into a book so that I hopefully give inspiration to others as, as people help me through my journey. That's, that's, that's often awesome. I look forward to reading, reading, reading the book myself and uh, sharing it with some friends and clients who may be dealing with grief. So thank you very much for creating that. That's something that will live on forever. So we look forward to that, to, to hearing that. So uh, we're coming to the end of our, our time together. So uh, quickly tell me what's next for Joan and for Office Dynamics International. Oh, a lot. I'm super excited. You're <laughs> always excited our, when we're together, I, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Next year is our 30th year anniversary. Right. So we well, are anniversary. planning. Yeah, we are planning a 12-month-long celebration. So we're oh. gearing up for that now. We've got to get everything in place. We are going to do all kinds of great things because I love to celebrate by giving to others. So we're, you know, all next year we're going to be doing that. Um, I don't go out often and, and in terms of doing open to the public workshops. Uh, most of my work is on site where, as you know, a, a client calls me and mm-hmm. I go to their facility. But because it is our 30th year and I want to be able to reach more people, I am going to go to five cities next year. Um, so we're doing that and... Uh, 
Oh, my gosh. Just, you know, thinking about the future, I already know some plans, new things I want to try in 2021 even. So Very good. <laughs> I, to me, I'm just, you know, I'm getting going even at 67, you know. Oh, I'm so okay. super excited yet about life and and uh, excited to see how everything plan, plays out and just hopefully, hopefully impacting more and more lives and just... Um, you know, that brings me the greatest joy is just knowing that what I've learned over all the years are is helping other people both at work and in their personal life. That's oh. what makes me really happy. No, oh, that's awesome. Well, Joan, it's been a joy to have you as my guest on Family Business today. It's, I always enjoy our time together. Uh, for our listeners, our guest today has been Joan Burge with Office Dynamics International, headquartered out in Las Vegas, Nevada. To learn more about Office Dynamics International and in-depth training for administrative professionals, visit their website at www.officedynamics.com. You can purchase a copy of Joan's book, Give Yourself Permission to Live a Big Life, at her website, www.officedynamics.com, or online at Amazon. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Today podcast, brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, located in Nashville, Tennessee. Our passion is to help families deal with the unique challenges of working together in a family business and planning for a successful transition. To learn more about the Tennessee Center Center for Family Business, visit our website at www.tncfb.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm.